0: Well, hello, sir.
1: Hello, uh, everybody. We have no intro yet for this. So it's basically just us greeting each other and then saying, welcome to another episode of In the Huddle.
0: Yeah, we uh, we need to figure out a at least like a theme song, like an intro theme song that we can play for like five seconds beforehand.
1: Well, I can do that later on, like within the app itself.
0: No, okay. Well, maybe maybe next show we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, buddy? How are you today? Uh, good.
1: I uh, had an overall good week. Um, draft, you know, draft happened.
0: Um, yeah. If anybody missed it, we live tweeted the first round and then kind of gave up because live tweeting a draft is ridiculously hard when you have homework and other crap you need to get done.
1: Oh, I was fine with doing just the first round. I didn't plan on doing any other ones.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, let's let's not do that ever. <laughs> yeah,
1: can you imagine uh, like live tweeting every pick of the NFL draft?
0: Um, I mean, I think I understand why Mel Kuiper is as insane as he is.
1: <laughs> That's a lot of tweets, like. Just in a short amount of time. And that was just the first round that we did.
0: Dude, okay. So, like, the first six picks went by so quick. I was just like, uh, can you guys slow down? Like, I was all for the draft moving quick. But yeah. I was trying to type notes. And then after a while, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going with impressions. I'm not even doing research anymore.
1: Yeah, I didn't even, like, I had a separate um, document open that kind of had like a outline for all of my tweets because that's why that's why all my tweets like looked the same. Yeah. <laughs> I just did that. I was like, you know I you know, I'm I'm not gonna type every single time. I'm just gonna copy paste and insert names.
0: <laughs> like, now see you did it the smart way.
1: You kind of were just like, oh uh Mayfield to the Browns and you type yeah. as fast as you can before the second pick.
0: Yeah, that was pretty much how it was. It was like so in, in case nobody saw, like I think I shared it on Twitter, um, my, my, I shared a picture of my command center that ended up getting completely demolished by the end of it. I had my phone in my hand, my iPad unlocked and ready to go for searching. My computer was open to a Word document and my TV was on to the draft. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go full on capital J, big J reporter. And I was just like, oh. Shit. I'm not a big <laughs> J journalist.
1: <laughs> I literally, I had, it was streaming on my TV. Cause I explained the complications to you that I didn't have cable. Yeah. Um, it was streaming on my TV, but then it just cut out. I was oh like, no. Oh, I was like, Oh, the draft starts in like 30 seconds. So I was watching it on my phone and then tweeting from my laptop. <laughs> Which was really weird because I never go on Twitter on my computer.
0: Yeah, I never have, but I feel like that might be easier.
1: Oh, it was way easier rather than switching between the draft and then Twitter. And then if I had other, you know, if somebody was texting me or whatever. Oh, it's so much easier.
0: Yeah, it seems like it would be. You know what? What's going to be really fun is honestly, now I hate iPhones, but I understand, I think, why a lot of professional, like a lot of professional people use them because we get apple stuff from full sale Mm i actually have to invest in an iphone because then i can text from my computer or my ipad or my phone and do other things along with it so like i hate it but i might have to switch to team iphone
1: yeah i mean i was android for a while and then my mom was like hey uh with my contract i get a free iphone so do you want it and i was like well my phone's just pile of plastic now so yeah and then ever since then i've had an iphone
0: (laughs) yeah see i i hate it but i think that's the way that i'm gonna have to go
1: yeah it's good for compatibility compatibility but yeah uh anyway on to the draft to actually talk about it rather than talk about uh tweeting it (laughs) (laughs) anyway um okay so I, when I was watching it, obviously all the analysts were like, oh, the Browns are probably going to take, you know, Sam Darnold first or whoever. And then they're like, well, Baker Mayfield, you know, has been said to go first. And then somehow they were all surprised that he went first overall. I, like, I don't know if you caught that. They're like, oh, wow. It's like you were just talking about it.
0: Yeah, like... <sighs> They said it as like a long shot, though, because like they were even saying like Josh Allen before Baker Mayfield, which would have made me happy because then I would have been right. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Apparently, I'm not allowed to be right on things. So <laughs> the thing that I liked was that the Browns made an actual smart decision with their picks. <laughs> um, I kind of like Baker going to the Browns.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like it, too. He was my favorite quarterback in this year's class. Um, like, I don't know. I mean, yes, the Jets were interested in Baker Mayfield at three. And that's probably what it would have happened if, you know, the Browns would have taken somebody else at one. But there's been a lot of people, and I've gotten a lot of arguments recently with people. They're like, oh, the Browns are dumb. They should have taken Saquon at one. And then uh, Mayfield would have been there at four. Mayfield wouldn't have been there at four. The Jets had a a mass amount of interest in Baker Mayfield, and Sam Donald was their second guy.
0: Yeah. um, So, okay, so here's my thing. What I really would have loved is the Browns to take Saquon Barkley, but that's just because it would have fucked up the whole draft, and it would have made me happy. Yeah. Because, like – there, as we go down through the list, because I'm sure we're just going to cover pick by pick, discuss it a little bit, and move on. Um, Baker Mayfield makes sense, but for them to take Saquon, it would have just made me happy because then the whole draft would have been messed up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yes, seeing Saquon, you know, going to the bronze would have been cool because, especially if Mayfield would have been there at four, even though he wouldn't have, if he would have been there at four, having those two like out there that would have been awesome
0: see what okay so we'll discuss it later but what i would have well no we won't really we'll discuss it now um what i would have liked to see is saquon go one and then i think the best one to pair saquon with for quarterback would have been a lamar jackson
1: see i don't i mean i kind of agree with that but i think like in cleveland they're gonna want to have more of a just prototypical quarterback but can scramble when he needs to just than...
0: hear me out for a second. Just just okay. just listen. <laughs> Cause you have in Cleveland current well, okay, so say Cleveland would have drafted Saquon number one. You would have had Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position, right? So right there mm-hmm. you have two you have two explosive players. And I mean like true talent explosive players, right? Then you have a Carlos Hyde, tough guy, can block, can run. Then on the outside, Corey Coleman, Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon. Uh, The amount of trick plays that Hugh Jackson could (laughs) have run, that would have been the most exciting offense in all of football. (laughs) I mean, yeah,
1: but – could you really see them spending uh, one or a four on Lamar Jackson?
0: No, no. I, I could have seen. Them I, trade I'd down. love to see them trade up.
1: Well, yeah,
0: but I think we'll we'll discuss their their next pick. But Baker Mayfield, um, just to kind of give a little bit of the notes that I had, uh, won the Heisman. He is a career sixty six percent completion percentage. 131 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, 14,000 yards. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Probably the most successful quarterback out of all of them. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos. Good job, Baker Mayfield. The only thing that worries me, very, very cocky, very, very arrogant. I love it, but I hate it because I love seeing that, that little bit of like a, yeah, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, yeah yeah let me yeah. jack off let me jack off at you after you disrespected my handshake yeah, I love that because it makes it entertaining, but that's taunting in the n f l that's fifteen yards calm your shit <laughs> yeah
1: like he, i and I think that he's accepted it that he needs to you know mature and i and I think that's not gonna be too much of a worry with him like when he's a starter, like I think by then he'll be like, okay, you know, I can't you know be a dick anymore
0: So, yeah, I mean, uh, kudos to Baker Mayfield. You're the number one pick, but there's going to be a lot of people looking at you and you're with the Cleveland Browns. So take what you want. (laughs) So number two, we had the New York Giants taking running back Saquon Barkley out of Penn State.
1: Seeing him in a Giants jersey just seems right.
0: Shut your freaking mouth. No, shut up. Shut up! Don't you no, say that.
1: listen to me. For a couple of reasons, okay. I would have loved to see him go to Cleveland, like we said before. But he grew up a Jets fan.
0: <laughs> now see, that, and, that would piss me off. Then
1: <laughs> it not, it doesn't piss me off. It's just kind of like ironic to me. It's like, oh, I he's he's happy to be you know with the Giants. He gets to play in the same stadium as the Jets. But like, uh, he. He said in an interview after he was drafted, like, things that he has to work on um, before, you know, actually being, in, like, on the field. Mm -hmm. And he said one of the things was fixing his dad's Jets tattoo. And I thought that was the funniest thing. I don't know why.
0: Uh, Well, okay. Yeah. Like, I will say this. It makes a lot of sense. I'm going to hate facing him two times a year. Yeah. (laughs) Because... You don't, your team doesn't have to face him twice a year. You face him one every four. No, we're going to face him twice every single year. Yeah. Maybe three times if they make a wild card. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but um, I love Saquon Barkley. I will root for Saquon Barkley. I hope this kid succeeds and does wonders because honestly, he has a good head on his shoulders. He. Is a smart kid. He's all about football and family. That's it. Like that's all you see out of him is football and family. I love that. I dig that. That is who I. That's who I want leading my organization as the franchise player. Uh, him and Odell being on the same team uh, makes me shit myself. <laughs> but yeah, um, like I tweeted out, uh, the Giants drafted the best pure talent overall in the draft. That yeah, that he is he is the best overall pure talent in the N- in the NFL draft. So, I, I it's hard to knock this kid because he has what thirty eight hundred yards rushing, eleven 1, hundred yards receiving, uh, fifty one total touchdowns in his career, and he just he's strong. He has a high vertical. He has hands. He has his feet. It, it, kudos to this kid. Like, he he's doing football right.
1: Yeah, and like you said, the whole family thing. He's literally a father, like, the day before the draft started. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the two best moments of his life. Quite like, the two best moments of his life, having a kid and being drafted in the NFL were within two days of each other.
0: Yeah. So you you could see you could see this kid versus hard to on sleeve. Kudos to Saquon Barkley. Um congratulations, man. Like he 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 really did earn it.
1: No, under the next pick, which I didn't like, I mean, good for the Jets. Um, but Sam Donald I don't think was the right pick for them.
0: No. I um I have in my notes here, bench him first season and let him learn to be accurate because this kid is he's, – he's work is what he is.
1: <laughs> yeah, neat. okay. I know like you're a big Josh Allen guy, but I, Josh Allen, they've said that he can compete for the starting job with the Bills. Mm-hmm. But I still think that he should sit a year, maybe two, behind A.J. McCarron and learn because both him and Sam Darnold, admittedly – have accuracy issues
0: oh yeah yeah i mean sam darnold like i have here he completed 64.9 percent of his passes in college career Mm -hmm. and he has 57 touchdowns but 22 picks um yeah that's too many turnovers for me i i would prefer you not have that many (laughs) like it's i don't know he looks skittish in the pocket sometimes he doesn't exactly make the best reads on the field um you have josh mccown let him learn let the kid learn behind josh mccown first season who is one of the most accurate passers that you'll find outside of like alex smith but that's just because smith only throws five yards so (laughs) let let darnold learn this kid's young he only started what two seasons
1: yeah, I think so.
0: So and he's coming from a USC offense that is tailor made for college football. There is no professional football influences at all.
1: Yeah, they're not UCLA.
0: No, and <laughs> we'll get we'll get to Josh Rosen in a second because I have some thoughts on him as well. But I I I think you I think you benched Sam Darnold for at least the first half of the year. Let him let him get acclimated to the system.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, question for you, and I I thought about this, and I have my answer.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, so the Jets now have five quarterbacks on their roster. Oh. They have Josh McCown, Mm -hmm. Sam Donald, Teddy Bridgewater, Christian Hackenberg, and I can't think of the other guy's name.
0: All right, I'm looking it up now, but continue with your, your thing.
1: Say they get rid of Christian Hackenberg because nobody in the Jets organization likes him, and I can't I can't think of the other guy's name. So yeah, Petty. When, yeah, Bryce Petty. Say they get they trade those two guys away, or they get released, or whatever. And you have Josh McCown, Sam Donald, and Teddy Bridgewater left. Even though Teddy Bridgewater being on the roster is iffy about his knee. Um. Say you have those three guys left, and Josh McCown gets hurt like he did at the end of last season. Who do you put in, Sam Darnold or Teddy Bridgewater?
0: I'd put in Bridgewater. See,
1: I thought the exact same thing. If he's healthy.
0: Yeah, if he's healthy and he's able to move, you put in Bridgewater because you know.
1: Exactly. Yeah, where's with-
0: Sam Darnold, when he's on he's electric he is fire when he is on he he might be one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league when he's off hello Nathan Peterman yeah (laughs) (laughs) like when he is off he is off he you have too much of an inconsistency with Sam Darnold and he's only 20 years old I believe let the kid let the kid learn to play the game of football at a high level before you try to throw him out there to the sharks.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're you know part of the Jets organization, I think yeah, exactly that's the best option for you. yeah, let him learn under Josh McCown and he'll learn well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean josh McCown is 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 successful like he's he's shown that he can be successful in a statistical mindset. Um, he hasn't really ever been on a team that can really do damage. So yeah. let the kid learn the fundamentals from Josh McCown and go from there. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Well, I was going to say moving on from Sam Donald because we've talked about him for a couple minutes now.
0: Yep. That's what I was about <laughs> uh, to do. <laughs>
1: yeah. Denzel Ward, uh, not the, the pick I was expecting Cleveland to make here. Um, I don't think anybody really was, but overall a great pick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, that wasn't what I was expecting. I honestly thought it was going to be a quarterback. I thought we were going to see, I, I thought we were going to see my boy, Josh Allen. Um, I truly did because Cleveland, they have Tyrod Taylor and that's good and that's fine. And that's dandy, but you need somebody for the future Apparently they didn't like what they saw out of any of the quarterbacks um, outside of like Baker Mayfield. Um, I I don't know what point I was making there. I was I was wow. We're <laughs> we're, gonna we're gonna leave that in. That's fine because you know what I was talking about the next team, the Broncos. Uh- <laughs>
1: I was sitting here, I'm like, wait, so you were expecting them to take two quarterbacks? No, no
0: I, was expecting, I was expecting them to take a lineman. That's where I was going with that. I was expecting a lineman.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's – I was expecting either a lineman or Bradley Chubb. Yeah,
0: yeah, Um. but you know what? Okay, so I'm looking at their depth chart now. They have Miles Garrett um, and Chris Smith out of Cincinnati. Um. I, I don't hate it. I don't I don't hate that they didn't take a defensive end in Bradley Chubb, um, and I don't hate that they didn't take an offensive lineman either because their offensive line, I've been having this debate, is not bad. It's not a bad offensive line. No, it's not. So what I – I love Denzel Ward in this pick because Denzel Ward is a great, great – corner. He has comparisons to Chris Harris Jr. Um he ha- he's a little undesirable when it comes down to interceptions. He doesn't exactly make the best plays. He's a lot more for pass deflections, which is also good, but he's not going to get you interceptions. He's not going to get you that big play turnover that you need him to get you. But he's a great tackler. He had 24 deflections in his career, 15 in last season alone. Um he's only been a starter for a year so that is a little disconcerting but he had a 39 inch vertical and um a 4.3240 so he's good at press he's good at zone he's good at man coverage uh I really like this kid
1: Yeah and uh as you and I talked about um while the draft was happening uh obviously uh, I was happy, you know, that the Packers got who they got. I'm kind of skipping forward here. We'll go back. But uh, I wanted to see players like Denzel Ward or Minka Fitzpatrick or, you know, Derwin James <laughs> end up going to the Packers. But, I mean, I'm happy with the pick we got. I just wanted because we were talking about Denzel Ward, I thought of it. But,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not expecting him this early, um, but it, it was a smart pick by – Cleveland because their cornerback situation is uh, Garbo. Uh,
1: Yeah. I mean, well, not necessarily.
0: Uh, You have EJ Gaines, you have Jamar Taylor, um, and you have Terrence Mitchell. Like All of them are good, but Denzel Ward is a playmaker. You don't really have playmakers outside of Jabril Peppers. So, yes and no. Like, they have well, a good. They
1: they have Demarius Randall.
0: Yeah, but he hasn't really. He hasn't really shown me that he's. He hasn't shown me that he's the guy yet.
1: Well, it's because what Green Bay does, and this pisses me off, which I'm really happy that we have the GM we have now. Uh, what Green Bay used or I should say this. What Green Bay used to do is they would take they would draft safeties. And play him at corner. Okay. Which was dumb. And that's yeah. what they did with Demarius Randall. Well, Demarius Randall is now the starting free safety, I believe, for yes. the Browns.
0: Okay. That makes sense, then, because I always assumed that he was a corner. I did not know he was a safety until I looked at their death chart.
1: No, he, he was a safety that was brought to Green Bay and was asked to play corner and was not designed for a corner position that's why i'm so happy that we have Bron- i'm just gonna call him brian his last name is like gouda or something like that Yeah,
0: I, I know who you mean
1: yeah but uh yeah denzel wards definitely yeah he's a day one starter i'd say
0: yeah oh definitely if he's not on the field he he's not a sam darnold where you want to bench him if denzel wards not on the field i'd be i'd be furious
1: yeah, that'd be dumb with Cleveland to not have him even if okay. Let him play in the preseason and see how he does. If he's good for the first two games in the preseason, take him out. Yeah. Because <laughs> you do not want that kid getting hurt.
0: Yeah, um exactly. I don't I don't believe that you want to see him really um you don't you don't want to see him overexposed either, and that's that's going to be an issue with Cleveland is if you play him too much in the preseason, teams are going to know how to attack him, um, and that's by running slant routes. He's not good at covering slant routes. Um, so hopefully he gets better with that because he, gets, he can get beat over the top and uh, across the middle when they're running short routes because he, they don't – Cleveland doesn't play a lot of press. So the problem with them taking a guy who plays a lot of press – is he's going to have to make up that, make up that distance. And I haven't seen him be able to cover that well.
1: Exactly. And, you know, how do, how do I describe this? Um, uh, I don't, I don't know how I'm trying to say this, but with, it's kind of a, weird situation in Cleveland because when they took Jabril Peppers, they were expecting him to be this phenomenal player and he didn't really turn out to be that great.
0: Well, okay. So with Jabril Peppers, he has a lot of talent, but I would say he is more of a corner they kind of did the opposite of what Green Bay did because I'm a Michigan fan so I've seen Tribal Peppers play. He is a better corner than he is a safety because he doesn't cover over the top well. He's 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 a hard-hitting safety and you you want that but you don't. It's kind of like similar to Carl Joseph. You want him to be able to come up and make plays in the middle but not over the top.
1: Exactly. And I think that's what they need to do with drill peppers. They need to, I think they need to ask him and be like, Hey, so where are you comfortable playing at? Yeah. Cause correct me if I'm wrong, but when he was at Michigan, didn't he play like a little bit of like, you know, he played box safety a little bit, but I sort of got it. I saw him come down and play like a little bit of linebacker. Sometimes
0: he would, he, um he drew a lot of, a lot of comparisons to um Malcolm Jenkins He kind of – he's a versatile player. Like, he would play wide receiver. He would play – he's a punt returner, kick returner. He um, played safety, played linebacker, played corner. So, very versatile. So, he's kind of like – just kind of look at him and be like, all right, you're going here. And and just expect him to do his best. But he needs to just be more across the middle of the field. But we will move on because we talked a lot about – Uh, Denzel Ward uh, number five this is where I said why would you not take a quarterback Mm -hmm. because Josh Rosen Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson still on the board why the hell did the Broncos take a defensive end and then you pointed out that he will be playing next to Von Miller Uh (laughs) and that made me shit myself
1: yeah, and obviously they've said that Case Keenum is their starter.
0: Yeah, but... <laughs>
1: it, yeah, it, exactly. That's my thought. is Yeah, but... Well, there pro- there is a couple of quarterbacks that are still undrafted free agents. Mm-hmm. And there are some that are still there that are talented. They just had... Um, you know, they were on bad teams. Or they had um, character issues. Or... They had some injury problems. Mm-hmm. So I think with them taking a quarterback, they'll see what their options are. Maybe have Case Keenum – well, Case Keenum is their starter as of right now. Um, and then next season with the next draft. It's not quarterback heavy, but there can always be standouts this next college season.
0: See, that's so my, that's my thing, though, is like what what upsets me is like Bradley Chubb, yes, he's a talented player. Great pick. I mean, this guy's massive. He's <laughs> he's he's a big boy, but he had 198 total tackles in his career, 45.5 for loss, uh, 25 career sacks. Uh, he's a tall, big kid, talented edge rusher. Um, those are what I had in my notes, and then I had still need a quarterback and they do. I mean, Case Keenum, yes, he's going to be serviceable for this offseason, or for this season, but then they have, like, what happens when Case Keenum gets hurt? Oh, you have Paxton Lynch, who
1: I, okay, yes, Paxton Lynch has been proven he can't really play, but the Broncos don't have that great of an offensive line. No. So, I think Paxton Lynch, I think they need to give him a little bit of time, see what he can do, because you also have to think, who is Paxton Lynch learning under?
0: Uh, uh, fair.
1: <laughs> it was Brock Osweiler and Trevor Simeon.
0: Fair. I'm not saying you're wrong there, but I just don't see it with Paxton Lynch. And then your third stringer says, say Paxton Lynch gets hurt. Oh, <laughs> we have Chad Kelly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that one's no.
0: Why is he on an NFL team?
1: sympathy i don't know
0: i guess yeah when you're related to jim kelly it's kind of hard to be like oh no I, we we're just gonna cut him nah. but yeah i still think they needed a quarterback but bradley chubb will will be a will be a good player for them um there's not much else i can really say
1: <laughs> uh we can kind of go through the uh offensive lineman picks because the only one that really stood out to me was Quentin Nelson. Well, I should say two of this stood out to me. Quentin Nelson, Mike McGlinchey, but the other ones – oh, and Colton Miller. But the other – like Frank Ragnow and Billy Price, like I didn't hear of them until the draft.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, okay, so the Colts took Quentin Nelson, which 6'5", 325 pounds. And literally right after that, I said, holy shit, he's massive. Exactly, yeah. And then I said, Luck needs protection. Now he's got it. Uh, Nelson is pure football talent. That is is exactly what I wrote in my notes, and I truly believe he is. This guy knows the game of football well. Um, He's going to be great for the blind side of Andrew Luck if he comes back because we still don't know if that's exactly what's going to happen. But I love this.
1: But yeah, regardless like, of who their quarterback is, they're going to have protection with Quentin Nelson.
0: Yeah, this line. is a guy that could take a double team and and really like take up two players. That way a running back can get free for a little bit of a check down. Like this guy is built like a freaking ox.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's insanely massive.
0: Yeah, so a uh, good pick by the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Moving on, we had the number seven pick. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were supposed to have it, but they traded it to Buffalo. Who picked your boy, Josh Allen, quarterback, Wyoming? I love this. I love this move.
1: I, um, I wouldn't have taken Josh Allen because of how Buffalo is. Um but him learning under A.J. McCarron, who has yet to really be a actual starter in the NFL, um, I think can work out well. Obviously, he's a better backup than Nathan Peterman will be. Yes. But um, would I have taken him over Josh Rosen? If I was Buffalo, uh, I honestly, uh, yeah, I think I would still take Josh Allen if I was Buffalo because I don't think Josh Rosen would fit well there. I think Josh Rosen in Arizona is amazing.
0: Yeah, and we will discuss that one a lot more when we get to Arizona, but for right yeah. now I will say one thing about Josh Allen being going to Buffalo over Josh Rosen and that is climate conditioned body. He's exactly. used to the cold. He's played in the cold and when you have somebody that is like Josh Rosen who grew up in Southern California who comes to a Buffalo he his body's not made for that. Josh Allen, his body's definitely made for that. He he played in Wyoming. <laughs>
1: exactly. Whereas Josh Rosen, you know, Josh Allen's like you. You know, he was he's a big guy. He's got big hands. So, um, yeah, I mean, with the whole.
0: He is 6'5", 233 pounds, has a career 44 touchdowns to 21 interceptions and 5,066 yards in two years. Um, the lowest completion percentage out of all drafted quarterbacks in the first round with 56.2, which is dep- which is kind of disconcerting. Um, but I also had massive arm, great movement in the pocket. Carson Wentz slash Big Ben-like quarterback, can run, will outthrow anyone in the league.
1: yeah I mean I'd agree with all that um but as I was saying, you know he he's a big guy he's got big hands, and that's what you want in the n f l with you know with big hands if you're you know your team is in a cold climate area mm-hmm. or a rainy area like Seattle or something yeah you typically want a guy with big hands that can still control the ball without it slipping every third pass.
0: Yeah, and also just to bring up, they drafted two wide receivers um, in the draft this year, uh, Ray Ray McLeod uh, in the sixth round and Austin Prohl in the seventh, um, on top of having uh, Kelvin Benjamin and Zay Jones. Oh, and you also have Charles Clay. Oh, and you have LaShawn McCoy and Chris Ivory. Um, they have a lot of talent around him. Uh, the offensive line is serviceable. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Um I think it I think it helps Josh Allen that he's on the same team as Shady McCoy just because at this point he's also able to rely on the running game more than he is the passing game. He doesn't have to out throw you week one. He'll be able to out throw you in week sixteen, which is when it really matters. Exactly. So moving on, the Bears took outside linebacker Roquan Smith out of Georgia. Um I really liked this a lot. I I honestly thought that this was probably the best pick the Bears could have made because it uh, they said that they're going to stay with Mitchell Trubisky. So um, if that's their choice, then by all means get somebody that can operate on the other end of the def- or on the other end of the team, which is defense, because now you have. Aaron Lynch, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan and Leonard Floyd, which is terrifying.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a great (laughs) linebacking core.
0: Yeah, it is. It is an outstanding linebacking core. Then you also have, uh, Jonathan Bullard and Akeem Hicks as a defensive ends and Eddie Goldman as your nose tackle, who I still don't believe is going to be their starter for long. Um, So I can expect them to take probably a a defensive tackle maybe next year in the first round. Um, But their front seven is talented. Then you also have Prince of and Kyle Fuller as your starting corners. So they really beefed up the defense this past year. Um, And adding Roquan Smith is just icing on the cake, really, for me.
1: As someone who... Uh, you know, is a Packer fan and plays them twice a year. I'm okay with facing that. Well, I'm actually not okay with facing that offense because I forgot about Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, facing that defense is not going to be fun next year at all. No. And, uh, I mean, their defensive line isn't, like, top tier. It's up there, but it's not top tier. So I'm not too worried about that. But it's their linebackers and secondary that I'm worried about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So,
0: Yeah, I mean, Akeem Hicks is going to hit you uh, no matter what because I think Hicks is very talented. I had him on my Dynasty uh, football team last year in uh, fantasy football. So he's definitely he's definitely got talent, but you're right. Their front, front three that they're going to run because they run a 3-4 uh, yeah. It not exactly terrifying, but that linebacking core that's going to be coming at you in the second level – that's god-awfully terrifying. (laughs) So um, moving on from Roquan Smith, we have um, Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame, being taken by the Niners. Um, At this point, I said, uh, second offensive lineman to be taken in the top 10. I'm starting to sense a trend, protect the better young quarterbacks. And I said, this is making Mike Golick happy. <laughs> exactly both offensive linemen at six and nine were from notre dame <laughs> and i it's because you have your you have your franchise guy in jimmy garopp and garopp goat yeah uh uh hashtag not the expert for that nickname uh, uh-huh. <laughs> i don't know if you watch him on youtube or not
1: i, I do that's why i laughed.
0: Yeah, he's I I love NTE. Shout out to him. Um but yeah, when you when you start seeing this, you have the Colts beefing up their offensive line to protect Andrew Luck and then you have the Niners beefing up their offensive line to protect Jimmy Garoppolo. I I love it. I think this guy's great. He's another big big guy. Um not exactly um not exactly a flashy pick but a necessary pick, which I think the Niners have strayed away from in recent years, because they seem to always want to go with the flashy and not exactly the most sensible pick.
1: Yeah. And that's what I noticed. As soon as they picked Mike McGlinchy. I was expecting, you know, a linebacker, you know, somebody that they were, everybody was expecting them to take, but no, they went with the, obviously it would be boring to the average consumer. Yes. But to someone who truly understands football, you think, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, you need to protect Jimmy G. So, obviously, that's a great pick, whereas, you know, to the average person watching it, they're like, oh, why didn't they take Tremaine Edmonds or something like that?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's – and I just pulled this guy's um, uh, size up. because I, I just couldn't think of another word for it, his height and weight. Um, he's 6'8". Three oh nine. This guy is huge. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize he was six eight. This guy is six foot fucking eight. That's like throwing over King Dunlap and Michael Vick being back there. That was entertaining as hell because all you saw was five foot ten Mike Vick and a six foot seven King Dunlap huddled together, and it was just entertaining. But Jimmy Garoppolo is like six three, six four, so he has a better look. Uh, he has a better. Stance than Mike Vick does. we
1: can you imagine? Okay, just imagine if uh, your Eagles took uh, Mike McGlinchey with how big he is, and can you imagine having? Uh, oh my God, I'm blanking out his name right now.
0: Darren Sproles. <laughs>
1: Darren Sproles, having them in the same huddle, how hilarious that would look. Because yeah, Darren, Darren Sproles is in, like five three. <laughs> he's. And I'm I'm going to correct you on this because Darren Sproles and I are the same height. He's five six and a half. Okay. Well, I'm five seven, but yeah,
0: yeah. All right, round up there, bud. Make yourself.
1: <laughs> hey, my license says five seven, so
0: that's what you're sticking to.
1: Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am not speaking, a tall man.
0: Speaking of Mike Vick, hold on, I have to find it. Did you see that he took a uh, offensive coordinator job?
1: Yeah, you tagged me in on uh, Facebook. Remember.
0: Yeah, okay, I didn't know if I did, um, but he's going to be an offensive coordinator for the Alliance of American Football uh, next year. Um, oh, what team is it? Hold on, I have to find it, I have to find it, I have to find it.
1: Well, it's, a, it's Atlanta's team, but I can't no, I don't remember what they're called.
0: Yeah, um, oh, shit. Um, hold on, I'm finding it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's also being helmed by Brad Childress, the team itself. Uh-huh. And um, just tell me what fucking team it is. <laughs> All right, I can't remember the team, but uh, he's, he's the offensive coordinator of a team. And I thought that that was interesting because if they're going for pace of game, he's the guy to really keep it going.
1: Exactly. And that's why we tagged me in it. When you tagged me in it, I was like... uh I hope to God that this is for a coaching job or something because he is not gonna be playing anymore. And then I clicked on uh, it and I was like I, I was like all right.
0: If like Brad Childress is like, Oh yeah, you're also my quarterback.
1: <laughs> you are a coach player. It is okay. It's like yeah. no, please don't.
0: <laughs> but uh, moving on to the NFL because the AA the AAF is not for another year, we have the Arizona Cardinals at pick number ten, taking Josh Rosen. Now, these are the notes that I have. Most most ready QB, but only when given time. Can't make reads under pressure. Durability concerns. Good at reading a field. Uh, Fifty nine touchdowns, twenty six interceptions over three seasons. A sixty one percent completion percentage. Ninety three hundred yards, and he is six foot four, two eighteen. So, he's good with time. Terrible when he's rushed, which is going to be difficult because the Arizona Cardinals have no offensive line. Yeah. (laughs) I
1: I have nothing else to say, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's going to have a tough time in Arizona, but I think that this is the best pick that they could have made.
1: Yeah, uh, with Carson Palmer retiring, Blaine Gabbert leaving, Drew Stanton going to the... Browns, um, who was left?
0: Uh, <laughs> Lennon, and then they picked up Bradford.
1: Oh yeah, that's, well, Bradford. Okay, Bradford.
0: Bradford should be the starter. Should be the starter at the opening of the season.
1: He should, and then he's going to get hurt. Yep. More than likely. Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm going to say it right now. Bradford's going to hurt. Get hurt before week four.
0: Mm, yeah, I could see that.
1: Now, after that, do they just say put in the rookie, or do they put in Mike Glennon?
0: <sighs> you know what? He was drafted with a ten pick. Put in Glennon. Give him a year. Same with same with um Sam Darnold, because you don't want to feed Josh Rosen to a hungry defense when he has when he's already been hurt a lot. Yeah. So, and that scares me because if you're coming into the league hurt, then you're going to get the Sam Bradford rep. And you being on the same team as Bradford, uh, scares so, me.
1: <laughs> and plus UCLA, they had a pretty good offensive line. They did. So, it's going to be a big difference for him. Well, I mean, I di- there's a, already a huge difference between going to college to uh the nfl but
0: when you go from a decent team to a shitty like to a a decent offensive line to a shitty offensive line that transition becomes much harder
1: yeah he went from i don't even know what offensive line you can compare it to uh at ucla to like i don't even know there's a lot of teams that didn't have very good offensive lines in college this past couple of years
0: Yeah, like there's been a lot of sacks, and a lot of the quarterbacks are getting hit. So that's what kind of scares me about some of the guys coming in.
1: Yeah, and uh, either way, if the Cardinals, you know, boost their offensive line, um, I think he'll do good once there's a team protect, or you know, uh, people protecting him, Mm -hmm. but. Without a team protecting him, I don't think he's gonna do very well. No. I mean, if you look if you look at the uh, Cardinals draft, they didn't draft very many players. They had only uh, what is this? One, two, three, four, five, they had six picks. Yep. And they took Josh Rosen, Christian Kirk, mm-hmm. wide receiver, Mason Cole, center. So I mean
0: A little that, bit of help, but what a little you...
1: bit of help was he in? What?
0: What round was uh uh the center in?
1: Oh, uh, three. Okay. Round four was Chase Edmonds, running back. Round s- they didn't have a pick around five, so round six, uh, Chris Campbell, corner out of Penn State, and then round seven was Corey Cunningham, offensive tackle out of Cincinnati. Yes. So, eh, I mean, it's something, but that they aren't going to be guaranteed starters being round three and round six.
0: Yeah. um, They they really bounced around to positions that they really didn't need.
1: I mean, I think they're worried about uh, Larry Fitz.
0: I mean, yeah, but you also have J.J. Nelson, who is kind of injury prone. I get it. But you have Chad Williams, Bryce Butler, Kobe Hamilton – Uh, uh, Rashad Ross and Carlton Agudasi so you have guys that are there it's just they haven't played yet but you got to get them in there you can't just rely on Larry Fitz and you got to be able to work in your other players and now you have Corey Cunningham who's a right tackle sitting behind John Wetzel and Andre Smith you have Mason Cole, who they have listed as a left guard behind Mike uh, Ayupati. Um, and then your the rest of your offensive line is Jason Pugh and AQ Shipley. Yeah. So I wish they would have beefed up their offensive line. Their corners are what they are. You have Patrick Peterson. He should have kept Tyron Matthew. Um but Christian Campbell, maybe he works his way in as like a dime, as a dime corner. But other than that, I don't see it.
1: Yeah. Uh. So I think these next couple of picks, except for the ones that really stood out, we're kind of just going to speed through a little bit. Yep. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick pissed that he didn't come to the Packers, but I mean, he's good fit in uh, Miami. So
0: yeah, I have hard hitting. Uh, Hard hitting safety, he can cover. Uh, and Saban's golden boy. He forced two yeah. forced two fumbles, had nine picks, and four of them were for touchdowns over his career. So, I mean, this guy's talented. Um, then we also have pick 12. The Bucks took uh the character from Ma- uh Moana. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah Vitavea. Um uh these are my notes because uh this was just live this was me recording it live buccaneers are owning the draft they have four picks in the first two rounds then the bucks have a terrible rush this guy can clog up that d-line and is massive never but us about samoan full name is ridiculous trey wingo is the goat because he learned how to say it all
1: yeah when uh You've ever seen the Key and Peel videos where they're making fun of NFL players and
0: their names? This guy needs to be on the fourth one. <laughs> he,
1: oh, God. Yeah, he does.
0: That that name was so long.
1: <laughs> when Primetime asked him to say his full name, he was like, uh, All right. Uh, congratulations, man. Like, he didn't even want to try it.
0: He's like, yeah. He's
1: like, If I try, I'm going to offend so many people.
0: Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Trey Wingo Trey Wingo really powered through it kudos to him but this guy looks like the freak uh, Maui from Moana um, so but great defensive lineman the Buccaneers are really beefed themselves up during this draft so good on them uh, so we will move on 13th pick uh, Deron Payne out of Alabama Washington hasn't I have Washington has a Awful off defensive line. They got run all over last year. Pick makes sense. I still think Calvin Ridley should have been taken. They need the wide receiver help.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. Uh, but is he going to instantly help in Washington? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think he will, but I still think that they do- they should have taken – calvin ridley um but yeah it, it is a good pick by the redskins definitely made sense but i don't know if he's going to be like the the answer but he's definitely going to be a piece to the puzzle
1: yeah uh moving on uh from the moment where my uh blood pressure kind of went up in the air yep uh, the, the uh packers traded down um first to the 27th uh with the uh, New Orleans Saints, so the Saints could pick up Marcus Davenport, who is a great edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Uh I really don't have too much to say about him. Uh, I expected him to obviously fall down to the Seahawks, but um, we'll talk about the Seahawks later on because the Seahawks were dumb this draft. <sighs>
0: like yeah. Oh yeah, they were stupid. But um, my notes are he's sitting. He's sitting a. Uh opposite side of cameron jordan holy shit that's terrifying uh saints defense has been terrible for years they are finally addressing it it's about time this kid is crazy strong and quick
1: uh next pick is colton miller uh to the raiders i like this pick because uh you need to protect Derek Carr and his 50 year old back yep so <laughs> um it's like he's a he's another guy that's massive
0: yeah, I have the. Uh, I have Derek Carr stays hurt, gets hit a lot. This guy is massive, six foot nine, three hundred nine pounds. Looks like a brick shit house, and he's the one that kept Josh Rosen off his back. Uh,
1: okay. These next three picks, I was excited about. <laughs> yes. Uh, Buffalo getting Tremaine Edmonds.
0: Yeah, it uh, was awesome. Well, okay. So you say you liked it i wasn't a fan i thought that they should have taken an offensive lineman especially if you have josh allen there you need to beef up the offensive line but i said i i said not a big fan of this pick buffalo really needs an o-lineman however boy is quick can wrap up a player well but only 20 years old so immaturity lingers he's lanky needs to build himself up more i'm not sure i'm a fan of ed
1: I mean, would I say that I'm a fan of him? No. But would I say that I think he'll do well? Yes.
0: It remains to be seen. I think he needs to put on a little bit more weight, more muscle mass. Um, He came out. He says he's a linebacker. I thought he was a safety.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think he could play both, and I think that's what's going to happen is that they're going to ask him to play – he's going to be a – you know, a dynamic player switching off between safety and linebacker.
0: I hope so, but um, we'll see. Uh, Moving on, we have the Chargers taking Derwin James. I said one of the best defensive players to come out in recent years, really good in man and zone, press on or off, and he is very versatile, can play linebacker, corner, or safety. Um, Right before the Packers make their pick, Your boy, Derwin James, gets taken out of Florida State. Uh, I really like this. The Chargers need somebody that's versatile like this, that can really move around the field. This guy can hit hard. He can force fumbles, can pick the ball off, uh, can make really good tackles. I really like Derwin James a lot.
1: Yeah. um, Obviously, I I was pissed when they took him, but I'm not upset about it. Uh, I'm excited to watch him play next year. Sadly, it won't be for the Packers, but Mm. – with the Packers' pick, they took Jair Alexander out of Louisville, uh, cornerback. Obviously, I'm excited about it. I liked watching him play because I watched a lot of Louisville this last year. Um, I think he'll do well in Green Bay. Uh, he had a little bit of injury concern, but he's shown that he's overcome it. So, um, I'm excited about it. I think. Uh, I mean, we can talk about our favorite teams too. I think what we'll have to do is disconnect from this call and then I'll have to call you again. Cause it's already getting close to an hour. Yeah. But um, I think what we can do after going through this first round here is talk about like, cause I'm a Packers fan. You're an Eagles fan. Talk about how our teams did. Cause I have the Packers, like all their picks in front of me.
0: Yeah. I can pull mine up really quick. Um, and then we get, we'll talk about them and then uh we'll start the next session of it we'll take a break and come back because I'm glad you said that cuz I really have to pee but
1: <laughs> that's why I said it is cuz I have to pee
0: <laughs> yeah um we'll we'll discuss our picks currently um Eagles we took Dallas Godare in the second we took uh he's a tight end we took Josh Sweat outside linebacker in the fourth, alongside uh, Avante Maddox, uh, who is a corner. Then we took a right guard and Matt Pryor in the sixth, and Jordan Mailata in the seventh, uh, who is a rugby player. And dude, this guy is freaky he's, legit.
1: <sighs> he's terrifying. The only the only concern I have is that he's never played a down of football. Well, Don't care. He's gonna, a minute, fullback. He's at, Okay, even if he can't yeah, exactly. If he can't grasp the tackle position, which I think he will. I think he'll grasp it fairly well. If he like you're saying, if there's a trick play that you want to run or something, put him in a fullback if it's like you know, inches to the uh oh, end zone.
0: Yeah, yeah, don't put pads on him either. This dude's legit, like massive. Like I saw his rugby highlights, this dude to tall- yeah. he's six foot eight. Three forty-five. This guy is huge.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's been videos of him, you know, trying to play tackle, and he's done decent.
0: Oh yeah, I think that he's going to be. Uh, I think he's going to be a sleeper pick for like when Lane Johnson needs to come out, and you just slide him right in there, or like on a goal line set, even running like on the uh, special teams. I think that he's going to be just fantastic so I'm I'm I like a lot of our picks um I'm glad that we got another tight end because now we have somebody to back up Zach Ertz and Dallas Goder is um definitely talented he is he's able to catch the ball not exactly the best blocker but um he really make big plays downfield uh, our linebacking core just seems to get more and more stacked every time I look at it. Um, and then Avante Maddox, we need help at the cornerback position. Uh, not a whole lot to say there because we haven't really been able to stop anybody with our corners. So hopefully he's able to step in and step up. But other than that, I mean, we only had, what, five picks? five, Yeah, five picks this year. Um, I liked it. I liked a lot of our. I liked a lot of our uh, picks outside of maybe a Matt Pryor. I don't really see where he fits in on our offensive line, so maybe he's maybe he gets demoted to practice squad and then comes back. But I don't know. Other than that, I really enjoyed our draft.
1: Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the Eagles draft, but obviously, being a Packers fan, I'm more biased towards the Packers, who did phenomenal. Uh, their their grades for the draft, day mm-hmm. one was an A, day two was an A, and day three was a B plus. Okay. Uh, for Brian, like I said before, for his first year as GM, I think he had a phenomenal draft. He's very smart about it, getting a first from next year from the New Orleans Saints.
0: Yeah, I, I really ma- I, I like that move a lot.
1: Uh, but to run through here, like I said, we said before, you got J R Alexander. Uh, Corner out of Louisville, who's going to be great. Josh Jackson, who fell to the second round, which I was happy about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Corner out of Iowa. Round three, we got Oren Burks. Uh, I know there was interest in Arden Key, but he ended up uh, not going to the Packers. Uh, He went to the Raiders, I believe. Uh, He's a linebacker out of Vanderbilt. Round four, we got Jamon Moore, wide receiver out of Missouri. This kid is built like Jordy Nelson, but faster. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I saw him. Um, I, I I really like that pick by them, especially because Missouri likes to run those uh, those streak plays, and that, that's where this kid's going to excel. So, kudos to him.
1: Uh, round five, we had three picks. We got Cole Madison of Washington State. He's an offensive lineman, uh, which I think Green Bay will plug him in somewhere. I'm not going to say he's going to be a starter, but I could see him being a backup if needed. Mm-hmm. Um with the second well not second pick but the 35th pick in the round 5 we got a punter uh JK Scott out of Alabama. Okay. He's, uh, he's one of the best punters in this class which I mean that's a weird thing to say but uh with the 37th pick in round 5 we got Marquez Valdez Scantling. I I guess that I don't know if I'm saying his name right but he's a wide receiver out of South Florida. Another great pick. Uh round 6 we got the guy who I wanted them to get in round two, and I did not expect him to fall, especially to round six, equinimius St. Brown. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be just a great name to hear being announced. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, wide receiver on Notre Dame. Round seven, uh, we got James Looney, defensive end out of California. He's uh, definitely someone that we can plug into the defensive line Say Muhammad Wilkerson doesn't really. So he needs to be pulled out more often than needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can plug in someone like, you know, uh, James Looney. Yes, we have other defensive ends that were great backups, but, uh, with the twenty-first pick in the seventh round, we got Hunter Bradley, long snapper out of Mississippi State.
0: You guys um, have a lot of picks? Holy hell!
1: <laughs> yeah, we had the we had the most picks this year. We had twelve.
0: That's ridiculous. I didn't realize you guys had that many picks.
1: And then with the final pick, well, with our final pick in the seventh round, we got Kendall Donerson, who's an edge rusher out of southeast Missouri. Mm-hmm. And, uh I mean, he's probably not going to practice squad because, I mean, I watched some of his tape. It was good, but he's not from a big school where he had massive competition.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's he's out of – um He's out of Southeast Missouri State, so, I mean, that's what – I think that's a D2. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, you guys had some really good picks, uh, really focused on bringing in the wide receivers, which is good. I mean, you drafted, what, three of them this year? Um,
1: Yeah, we got uh, two corners, three wide receivers, I think two linebackers. uh,
0: Which is what I said when you guys drafted Jair um, Alexander was – you guys needed to focus on that defense because Aaron Rodgers can't do it himself anymore. He's getting up there in age. He is the best quarterback in the league, but he is just not able to do everything that they expect him to anymore. He's really, he's really feeling the weight of the world in green Bay. And I'm glad that they're focused on that defense. That way they can actually stop plays from happening and give Rodgers a little bit of a break.
1: Yeah, I I guess I, I'm going to say this before we go to our break. I guess the only concern I have is that we didn't get any sort of safety.
0: Yeah. Um, I I was concerned about that too, but I mean, maybe you're able to, maybe you're able to find one in free agency before the season starts. We'll see how that plays out. Cause again, we still have another round of free agency to go through beforehand. So um before the season starts so uh right now uh we're going to toss to a break and we will be right back with in the huddle and welcome back to in the huddle uh after that short break uh so michael I found, I found something uh, while we were taking our quick break, and uh, it's going to blow your mind a little bit. Uh, Dallas Goder, second-round pick of the Philadelphia Eagles, has a GoFundMe started on him. Uh, they're trying to get him to change his name from Dallas to Philly.
1: <laughs> I I saw this, and... As uh, I'm saying this to you, as as you are a Philadelphia Eagles fan, your fan base never change (laughs) because that's amazing.
0: (laughs) I think like the two best fan bases in football are the bills, mafia and Philly nation. Um, Just because the bills, mafia pulls off the uh, pro wrestling moves that I love in parking lots and the Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles fan base are just so outrageous that they try to get a guy to change his first name because it's Dallas.
1: <laughs> There's just complete disregard. That could be his grandfather's name. And they're just like, eh dude, Yeah. Your name's Dallas, change it. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, like he could be like Dallas Godare the eighth and it's like, no, 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 not here. Not here. You're
1: ending your lineage here. <laughs> you are <laughs>
0: changing it. Yeah, now now you are Philly Godare, and you're gonna start a new one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Your kids will will be Philly, and then watch one of his kids like they end up like you know they end up going being great in college football, and like it goes getting <laughs> drafted by Dallas, getting, getting drafted by Dallas, <laughs> or, like the Giants <laughs> or something.
0: <laughs> That'd be great. Um, but uh, we do apologize to everybody at home. We understand that this one is a long one. Um, it's not exactly easy to do a draft special in under an hour, so we kind of broke this up into two parts um what we're going to continue with the 19th pick the Dallas Cowboys took Leighton Vander Esch uh inside linebacker out of Boise State um in my notes I have it written down I just I, I I don't understand this pick they have a decent interior defense um I believe they needed a wide receiver uh great overall athlete but you can't justify that he should be picked here
1: yeah um he should have kind of fallen to the second round, but Jerry Jones was just shaking in his boots, like trying to, he was freaking out thinking, you know, this guy might end up being a first round pick and all the other good linebackers were gone. So I think what he did was just jump. He jumped the gun, should have taken one of the great wide receivers that were available in the first round. Um, overall, not a good pick by Dallas. Yes. I think he'll come in and be good. Um, uh, he did great at Boise state. Uh, his high school football experience wasn't, it was very irregular coming from an eight man team.
0: Um, I never, I never really understood that the eight, the eight on eight football, like I grew up in a town that I thought was small. Um, and it apparently is not, I graduated with 550 kids in my class. Um, apparently that's not normal.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. It's normal. Like you're you have more than normal standard like my class was 66 kids and before my hometown school consolidated with a school that was about 20 miles from here we were 11 kids or 13 kids sorry
0: so i don't i don't understand that small towns like that exist
1: um, (laughs) our like main business that we have is a gas station
0: I guess, like, we have a lot of, like, we have a lot of gas stations, but, like, I always thought that my town was small, but apparently we're massive. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, my uh, um, stepdad, his graduating class was 800-something. So, I mean, I can understand where you're coming from.
0: That's crazy. Like I can't even imagine 800 kids being in a graduating class, but, um, we're going to, we're going to keep the ball rolling here. Cause we are, we are running a bit long on this episode. Um, the lot Detroit lions had the 20th pick and they took the center out of Arkansas, Frank Ragnow. um, My thoughts on this was Matt Stafford needs to be protected. He's elite when given time, and this guy is going to give him time and a lot of it. I thought that this was a great pick. Yeah, uh,
1: as I tweeted about, not the pick I was expecting. Obviously, they need um, offensive line help to protect Matt Stafford. But a lot of people, a lot of mock drafts had them taking Darius Geis, who ended up going to the Redskins in later rounds. But uh, I guess after the earlier offensive line picks that were made, I was – um, how would, how do I say this? Both this pick and the next pick with the Bengals, I never heard of. Well, I heard of Billy Price, but I never heard of Frank Ragnow.
0: Yeah, I, I hadn't heard of them either, but it makes sense as to why. Like, a lot of the first round was built around offensive line. Yeah. Um, but I just looked up the Bills uh, – or, yeah, the Bills. The uh, Lions' other picks, uh, they also took a left tackle in the fifth round, so they're really trying to beef up that offensive line, which I really like because, one, there's not a lot of depth to it, but, two, it's just not very good. So I really like that they're trying to take steps to beef it up, and they also took uh, Kerry and Johnson out of uh, in the second round. Um as a running back and he's out of Auburn. So I think the lions had a really good draft um, just on based on those picks alone, but I don't want to spend too much time on those just because we do have a lot more to get to um, the Bengals took uh, had the 21st pick in the draft and they took another center in Billy price um, out of Oklahoma state university. Uh, I said that he they definitely needed to take an offensive lineman because they need to protect Andy Dalton. He's on his back. Uh, he's been on his back a lot recently. Um, the running game needs help in blocking as well. <laughs> Dalton can't do it alone. Same with what I said about uh yeah, Alex Rodriguez because I have a rod written in my notes, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not nope, wrong a rod.
0: Yeah, I had a rod written down, and I I immediately went to Alex Rodriguez. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers can't do it on his own, so they drafted defense to help keep teams off the field. This is to help keep Andy Dalton off his back. Um, Billy Price. I've, I don't really know him too well, but from the highlights that I've seen and some of the comparisons that I've seen of him, it seems like he's going to be a good long-term offensive lineman for the Bengals. Um, they don't have a very strong run game in Cincinnati, and I think an, uh, a center is the way to go because you're going to need a lot of uh, – Cincinnati runs a lot of um, isos, which is just pretty much straight up the gut. Uh, runs. They they run pretty much. You you make a hole, and that's the one your running back hits. They don't try to make three or four of them on the offensive line to see which one your running back likes the best. So um, with that, you have Giovanni Bernard and Joe Mixon who are going to be hitting those holes hard. Um, I really like this.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a great pick overall for Cincinnati. A um, little bit of news, quick before we go on to the next pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard anything? And I'm I'm just asking you, have you heard anything about Antonio Gates?
0: No, I haven't.
1: He the Chargers aren't bringing him back. What? Yeah.
0: Well, that's stupid.
1: Yeah, there's a major like divorce between those two teams right now, nah. or between Antonio Gates and uh the Chargers.
0: That's crazy. Um, I would have never thought about that. Um,
1: yeah, if he doesn't go to another team i don't see him i mean he needs to go to a super bowl contender because he deserves a super bowl he does but do i see him really going to another team um with the history he's had i don't think so Um, i do but i mean i have have one
0: team i have one team in mind that i know he'll go to
1: who new england yeah and with the whole speculation of, I mean, obviously Gronk said he's going to play in 2018, but yeah. with how often Gronk gets hurt, I can see it.
0: Yeah, I, I truly think that Antonio Gates would be a great fit in New England. Um, he he's a hard-nosed player. He he definitely goes after what he wants. And like you said, he definitely deserves the Super Bowl. Now, do I want to see New England win another Super Bowl? Absolutely fucking not. But I I, I could see them. I could see them making a play.
1: Well, how would you feel about him going to Philadelphia?
0: I really don't want him. Um, I like that. We're trying to keep the team young. Um, we have Zach Ertz already. Uh, and we have a couple other tight ends outside of him and uh, go dare. So I don't, I don't want to see Antonio Gates coming to Philly. I don't think that we can afford Antonio Gates, to be honest. Um Another team that I could see him going to would be like a Houston. So sorry,
1: where was that? You kind of
0: cut out for a second. Oh no, it's fine. Uh, I think he'd go to like I think he'd look good uh, down in Houston with the Texans.
1: Oh yeah, I could see that.
0: Gives Deshaun Watson another weapon to throw to. Um, that would that would be a good one. Um, I mean, we've seen Green Bay pull this move a couple times, like with Martellus Bennett. I could see him going to Green Bay um you know how a uh, how arod likes his tight ends
1: well, I mean Green Bay does have Jimmy Graham. that's true. So I mean after Jimmy Graham though I am pretty sure Richard Rodgers left the team he did um oh and you can't forget that uh um well you guys don't have Trey Burton anymore
0: no, but we have uh, so
1: listed right have now we- Rodgers. Huh? You you guys have Richard Rogers. That's why I was That's, thinking. About yeah, that. yeah,
0: yeah. I I kind of forgot about that for a second too. We have we have like six tight ends on our team currently.
1: Yeah. So I mean, uh, you guys have more than enough tight ends. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought I'd say that. I thought it was interesting that if he doesn't go to another team, he's going to retire. Obviously, I don't think he's going to stick around and be a free agent.
0: No, I don't. He he won't stay in free agency long anyway.
1: Yeah, whether he gets signed to a team or he retires, I, I mean, I'd love to see him retire with the Chargers. And if he goes to another team, wins a Super Bowl, um, I could still see him signing that one day contract that a lot of players do with the Chargers and retiring as Chargers.
0: I mean, Dawkins did that with the Eagles, so I, I agree. I think that that'll be that'll be something to look at. Um. But let's move on with the draft. Um, the Tennessee Titans had the 22, 22nd overall pick, and they took Rasan Evans, inside linebacker, out of Alabama. Um, I said that this is something that the Titans definitely needed. Uh, speed and strength on the inside. It's smart pick. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins-esque player. Um, this guy is very versatile. He can move all over the field. Um, I really like this. He can play inside, outside. Uh, and move up to safety and, or, like, drop into coverage like a safety would if needed.
1: Yeah, uh, especially with Avery Williamson going to New York to the Jets and then Wesley Woodyard being as old as he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, it's a great pickup by Tennessee. Uh, with the uh, next pick, to Patriots, everybody, everybody was expecting the Patriots to take a quarterback in the first round mm-hmm. especially with the Lamar Jackson interest that they had um, but with that with the uh, 23rd pick they got Isaiah Wynn offensive tackle to of Georgia which makes sense you have to protect your 40 year old quarterback but you also want to find that replacement which I believe they did in later rounds in the draft
0: um, I mean, I don't know if that's really a replacement that they found in later drafts. Uh, they had, they took a seventh round QB in Danny Etling, so yeah. I mean, um, it could be another big dick Tom, but uh, I don't see that being their replacement. Um, they took two, or they took only one offensive lineman this year, which I find ironic. They've lost a lot of players on the offensive line over the last three years, and right now they have. Uh, this is the start, the opening day depth chart that I'm looking at for this coming year. Uh, Le- uh, Le- Adrian Waddle uh, uh, as left tackle, Joe Thuny at left guard, David Andrews at center, Shaq Mason at right guard, and Marcus Cannon at right tackle. I don't know if I like that offensive line because one I I, I don't <laughs> I've never heard of really anybody outside of Shaq Mason. <laughs> yeah. Um so I like the pick because they need to beef up that offensive line, but I still think that they should have gotten a quarterback that a lot earlier than the 7th round in my opinion.
1: Yeah, they should have um I mean Uh, I saw this thing, and uh, it was a tweet, and I saw the Titans respond to it. I believe it was Ian Rappaport that tweeted it. Mm -hmm. Um, It might have been Adam Schefter. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, the Titans took a quarterback with the 199th pick, which was the same pick as Tom Brady was. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said that, and the Titans replied to it, and they're like, no, stop it. Uh (laughs) So I just thought it was really, really funny that uh, the Titans actually, like, I I shouldn't say I find it funny they took a quarterback because their backup quarterback situation isn't that great. But obviously they want Mariota to be their um, quarterback of the future. And
0: and Mariota is, and you can see that he's getting better over time. But I agree, yes, they needed a backup quarterback. Um, And I think it's smart for the Titans to take a quarterback because if Mariota were to get hurt, then they're going to be lost with no one else, so it, it's smart. I agree, but we all know that Mariota is the the key holder, pretty much.
1: Yeah, uh, but on moving on with uh, late round picks, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the twenty fourth pick. I, I like this pick actually for the Carolina uh, taking DJ Moore, uh, wide receiver on a Maryland. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I like this too because um, the Panthers don't normally have a reputation of drafting well. Um, they they do they have over the last like five to six years, but before then they haven't really had success in the draft. Um, this guy is really compact. He has a low center of gravity. Not the biggest guy in the world. Um, Devin Funches isn't a number one. Uh, so this guy can run routes. He's quick as hell. He has great hands. He doesn't drop the ball very much. Um, I think this is one of the best picks of the first round, in my opinion, just because they needed, they needed another wide receiver and they definitely got a talented one in DJ Moore.
1: Yeah. Um, the Panthers, like you said, exclusively do not draft well. I think they were super lucky getting Cam Newton. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't really have much to say besides I'm happy that the Panthers were smart and got a wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, they, they got Tory Smith through a trade with Philadelphia. They picked Devin Funches, have DJ Moore, and then it drops off considerably. Uh, you have Jarius Wright, who is meh at best, uh, Damir Bird, Curtis Samuel, Russell Shepard, Jamal Jones, uh, Mose Frazier, Fred Ross, Rashid Bailey, and Austin Duke. Most of those guys are going to be cut before the season starts, unfortunately. But you can't look at Devin Funches or Torrey Smith as a number one. So I, I, I feel bad because this kid is going to be relied on a lot to be the savior at wide receiver in Carolina now that Calvin Benjamin's gone. But I, I do like this pick a lot uh, out of Carolina, but moving on the Baltimore Ravens selected tight end Hayden Hurst out of South Carolina. Uh, I, I like this guy just because he was formally drafted by the Pittsburgh pirates. Um, you know me, I'm a baseball guy. I host the baseball show on uh, Die diehard sports radio. Uh, this guy can block. He has strength. Uh, when he catches the ball, he's hard to bring down. And for a tight end, he sees the ball into his hands really well. He has very soft hands that really embrace the football. I love this pick. The Ravens needed a tight end. The Ravens need a lot. I don't see them really moving forward this year. I I see them kind of staying stagnant, and um, maybe even like maybe a losing record this year. Um, But they they drafted well this year.
1: Yeah um i wouldn't say well yeah they might have a losing record but i wouldn't say something astronomical i'd say well they went seven and nine last year
0: yeah i say six and ten seven and nine somewhere around there um yeah just because i see joe flacco getting hurt he's been taking a lot of hits now granted the ravens did take two offensive linemen this year and bradley bozeman and orlando brown in the sixth and third round respectively um Oh, I'm sorry, three offensive linemen. They also took uh, Greg Sennett in the sixth round. Uh, they're, they're trying to provide protection for their uh, number 32 overall pick, which we will get to in a second. Um, so I, I like what they're trying to do. They're really trying to build themselves up. And um, at tight end, they had Nick Boyle and Max Williams, so not a whole lot to be excited about there. So Hayden Hurst definitely a good pick. Uh,
1: with the twenty-six pick, the Atlanta Falcons took Calvin Ridley, uh, wide receiver out of Alabama. <laughs> uh, as I tweeted about this and you responded, cause I, I think you were, uh, you weren't aware. Um, this pick kind of just put chills, you know, running down my spine. Um, because there was the whole social media freak out of Julio Jones cutting every tie possible with the Atlanta Falcons, deleting pictures of him um, in a Jersey or anything involving the team. Um, It made a lot of Falcons fans like freak out hardcore. And then when they took Calvin Ridley, I think a lot of Falcons fans, they were excited, but I think they were also like, Oh, maybe Julio's done in Atlanta, but I don't think that's true. I think it was a whole publicity stunt. But what I see happening when Julio and uh Calvin Ridley um see each other at the mini camp, I think it's gonna be like that meme where it has um the two Spider-Mans like pointing at each other, mm-hmm. like hey, why are you here? We're the same person, yeah. And I see that happening 100%. And I find it hysterical that that meme is. It fits perfectly with this situation, regardless of Julio leaves or not. I don't see him leaving, but there was that whole stunt that kind of scared me for a second. But I don't believe it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let me just um, let me just read off the depth chart right now. You have a quarterback, Matt Ryan, the two-headed monster of Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, Julio Jones, Muhammad's new Calvin Ridley, Justin Hardy. Yep. Oh, and at tight end, you have Austin Hooper.
1: Yeah, that's a very scary offense.
0: Fuck the Falcons. Uh, <laughs> I loved Calvin Ridley. He kept dropping, kept dropping, kept dropping. And I was like, yeah, he's coming to Philly. Let's go put him in green. And the fucking Falcons. the Fucking Falcons. Um, this guy is probably the best wide receiver in the whole class. Um I even wrote down that he compares to Julio Jones. I think that he he reminds me a lot of Julio. Uh, he can get up and go. This guy is quick, but he like he accelerates e- like very very fast. He has great hands, good cuts, he can run around, he can block uh, for running backs. This guy can do it all. I think he's the best receiver that to come into this draft, honestly. And I think this is the best pick the Falcons could have made outside of maybe alignment to protect Matt Ryan, but you didn't see a lot of them going after this until like the third round.
1: Yeah. There really wasn't many good offensive line. Well, I shouldn't say good, but first pick were the offensive lineman after uh, the Patriots pick with Isaiah Wynn.
0: Yeah. I, I think that the talent really fell off there um, after Isaiah Wynn went and I think that the Falcons made a very, very good choice. Um, the 27th pick was the Seattle Seahawks. And they took Rashad Penny running back out of San Diego State. This pick was fucking stupid.
1: Okay. I don't. There had to be something that the public doesn't know about that he had a visit there. And it was phenomenal. But, oh, my God. I cringed, actually, when they made this pick. Because their offensive line is terrible, their defense fell apart this offseason. They need a tight end. Um. Oh my god, I, I cringed. I'm. I. I it, he's. There's so many other running backs that are better than him. That yeah, they could have taken.
0: Not like only if they that, wanted a running back. Not only that, they have five other running backs on their roster. Mm-hmm. Like, let me let me just read you off their their wide receivers, which aren't. Bad, but you have Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, Marcus Johnson, who they got from Philadelphia this year, um, David Moore, Cyril Grayson, Tanner, uh, Tanner McAvoy, Jaron Brown, and Amar- Amare Darbo out of Michigan. And I've seen Darbo play in Michigan. This dude can get up. Like, he is very, very tall, very, very quick. He can block. He's a tough son of a bitch. So, you didn't have to address wide receiver, but you didn't really need to address running back either. What you needed to address was that shitty-ass offensive line that's protecting your franchise quarterback in Russell Wilson. And that defense looks like trash. Like, the only ones left are really Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. I
1: mean
0: you have Bobby Wagner. Yeah, but, um, but he struggles to stay healthy. And then Barkevius uh, Mingo same thing, Cliff Averill, same thing. Nazar Joe. Cliff
1: Averill is just thing. also old.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that that's what I mean. Like you guys they they picked Rasheem Green which is fine, but you could have got a first a first round talent in defensive end and you didn't. And or corner or safety but you didn't. So it just blows my mind that they would pick a running back that early and a guy that nobody's really ever heard of.
1: Yeah, he is the fifth-ranked running back in this draft.
0: Yeah, and they took him as, like, I think he's the first running back to go. Well, no, he's
1: the second back. Second? Or Saquon.
0: Oh, yeah, Saquon, sorry. Sorry, I consider Saquon to be a god, not a running back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So...
0: I just I just don't get it. Uh, Seattle, I think they really messed up their draft this year. They did not draft well at all.
1: Yeah, they, they did terrible. Um, I'm not excited. I mean, okay, I take this back. I want to cover this now before I forget. The Seahawks, there's, they made one pick that I'm excited about, and I talked to you about it on the phone earlier, and it's Shaquem Griffin. Yes. He has an underdog story because of – the whole missing his hand. Yep. And
0: uh and he's playing with his brother.
1: He, exactly. They're you're reuniting the Griffin brothers. His brother is I would say a good corner. He's not great. He's not a Richard Sherman. No. But I could see them both being starters. Um I wouldn't put Chicken Griffin as a starter on day 1. I'd put him on special teams depending on how he works out. Um with the team, but he's a phenomenal player, explosive player, played some safety at UCF. Um, which if you can play safety and make interceptions when you have one hand, you're going to be godly if as long as they put you where you belong.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is they're going to have to work with him and that's going that's that might like that might be to the team's detriment for the first couple games of the season. But as the year goes on, I think Shaquem Griffin's definitely going to be one of the better players to come out of the draft. Um, I'm shocked that he fell as far as he did. It kind of pissed me off a little bit because he had a great combine outside of catching, which because he has one hand, what do you think? But he he's really good at deflecting passes. He's good at tackling. He wraps up quick. Like I just don't get why teams passed up on him outside of him missing his hand but he's been able to play through it. Good for him. Um, I'm happy that the Seahawks took him, but outside of him, I just, I don't see anything good that they really took. I mean, they drafted a punter. They drafted Trey Flowers, which is the free safety in the fifth round. Decent pick, not great. Uh, Penny is a I don't even know if he's a good pick or not. I didn't really know too much about Rashad Penny. Like he shouldn't have gone until the third round.
1: Yeah, like I said, he's a fifth. He's the fifth ranked running back. Yes. And, um, backing up a little bit with Shakim Griffin, the guaranteed if he had two hands, he would be a first round pick.
0: Yeah, first round talent, it's, hands down.
1: It's only because of the missing hand that he fell. And teams won't admit to that. Obviously, it's a concern, and everybody knows it. And he knows that. He knew that he wasn't going to be a first-round pick.
0: Yeah, but and, it's not like he's missing his arm. He's just missing his hand.
1: And that's what – like, I've shared it on Facebook, and my girlfriend's dad commented on it. He goes, well, I don't understand how he was drafted. How is he going to do well if he only has one hand? I said, he was one of the best linebackers at the Combine this year. Yeah. He – Obviously, he's not a prototypical linebacker. That's gonna, um, you know, he's not a Tremaine Edmonds, but he is explosive. He gives one hundred percent on every down. Yep. He he was all over the field at UCF, and people are surprised, you know. And it's these these people that they're they're not open minded. They. They think that if you're a linebacker, you need to be the next Brian Erlacher.
0: Yeah. As Which long as isn't as true. As long as you're able to sit back, read an offense, and tackle well, that makes you a good linebacker. So, I and I see all of that in Shakeem Griffin. So, um, we got to move on because if not, we'll be here for another hour and a half.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, at the 28th pick, uh, I got goosebumps because. Roger Goodell introduced a walking Ryan Shazier to make. the.
1: Oh my God. I was so happy.
0: I I have goosebumps now thinking about it because seeing this guy walk after the scary injury that he had, I, I, I was left speechless. I was borderline in tears. Good for Ryan Shazier. He wants to come back to playing football. I think he should just kind of sit back and, and, and just, and, and enjoy retirement. I know that he's he's a competitor and he's a football player, but I, I don't want to see him back on the field. It's too scary. The injury risks are too high. Um, but he if, has,
1: if anything, sorry to interrupt, but if anything, don't put him back on the field within the next two years.
0: No, let him coach. Like just transition to coaching, yeah. bro. Like, you, he has a great mind for football, and I would love to see him on the sidelines. But kudos to Ryan Shazier walking out of that tunnel to make the pick. And with that pick, the Steelers took Terrell Edmonds, safety out of Virginia Tech. And I thought that this was great because this guy reminds me of Palomalu.
1: You see, and uh, we talked about this. I didn't like the pick at first. Now, because I didn't really analyze him too well. But now that I've actually like looked into it, watched some of the Steelers' safety play last year, regardless of um, them getting Morgan Burnett from the Packers this year, mm-hmm. um, now that I've analyzed it, watched some tape of his, do I think he should have been a first-round pick? No. Do I think he should have been a sure great second round? Yes.
0: But I, I see why they reached, though. Because
1: yes, and I, and I see why they reached. I completely understand now that I have watched some tape and analyzed everything.
0: Not only that, but if you look at their, if you look at their depth chart, which I have right now, their free safeties are Morgan Burnett, J.J. Wilcox, and Jordan Dangerfield, and then Terrell Edmonds, which they have slotted as a, as a free safety. I don't think that he's going to play free safety. I think he'll play strong safety and I think that Sean Davis will end up being bumped to free safety or he'll just be bumped back behind Terrell Edmonds. Um, their safety depth chart is not good.
1: <laughs> yeah, no.
0: So I understand why they reached for him. I would have to. Um, they Steelers had a good draft. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The Steelers had a really good draft. They had Terrell Edmonds, uh, Marcus Allen out of Penn State, Um, Josh Fraser at nose tackle in the seventh round. Jalen Samuels as a fullback in the fifth round. Mason Rudolph to finally unseat Landry Jones at backup quarterback for Ben Roethlisberger because Landry Jones is shit. He needs to know that he's shit and he needs to never play football again. Because
1: he needs God. to know that he's shit. Yeah. sorry, that's like my favorite thing.
0: Ever. <laughs> Landry Jones is awful. I don't understand why the Steelers have kept him this long, but Mason Rudolph, I like that pick. Uh, to back up Ben Roethlisberger, and then they drafted a right tackle, which I'm probably going to fuck the name up big time. Chuck Woma, ok- Okorafor, uh, at right tackle, and then James Washington at wide receiver. Um. They had a really good draft. They addressed all the needs that they needed to address. Um, but I love the pick of Terrell Edmonds. He really did well um, in college, and I love watching him move up in, into the pros because, like I said, I think that he reminds me so much of Troy Palomalu.
1: Yeah, and he does. And like I said, when I, I wasn't expecting that pick. But now that I've, like I said, like that I've watched everything, I completely understand the pick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, great pick overall for the Steelers. But, uh, moving on from that, um, with the 29th pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars took Taven Bryan, a uh, D tackle out of Florida. The Jaguars defensive line is scary. Yes. Um, Philadelphia this last season proved that you'll be a great team if you have great players in all your rotation. So with the Jaguars taking a D tackle, that line every down is going to be scary, whether somebody gets tired or not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, it's a great pick for Jacksonville. Yes, there's other positions that they could have taken. That I would have taken if I was a GM, but hey, I'm not a GM for a reason. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean they they address their offensive line in later rounds, and they addressed the address the safety position, which is exactly what they needed. I mean they have Barry Church at the strong safety, but um their their other safety on uh, their free safety is Tashawn Gibson, which I don't think is a very good free safety at all. Um, but Taven Bryan is uh, listed third. On their depth chart um, at nose tackle, uh, RB Jones and Marcel Darius are in front of him. Oh, by the way, they have Dante Fowler Jr. and Yannick Ngakwe. Oh, by the way, you also have Calais Campbell and <laughs> and uh, Hunter Dimick. Oh, by the way, they also have Telvin Smith, Blair Brown, and Jack, uh, Miles Jack. Oh, by the way, Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye are their cornerbacks. This defense is terrifying. I would not want to face Saxonville next year. Um, They're just going to record more sacks this year. Um, They they are just – they are scary good. Uh, Jacksonville needed to kind of get somebody to sub in and sub out on the D-line. Uh, I think he can honestly unseat RB Jones and Marcel Darius at the nose tackle position. It's a great pick for them. Uh, Moving on. The Vikings took uh, at the 30 position took, excuse me. I burped. I apologize. Uh, (laughs) Took Mike Hughes, cornerback use out of UCF. Um, That's the one thing the Vikings really needed to address. Um, their secondary isn't the best. They're, they have a good defense, but their secondary, especially towards the end of the year, was starting to look a little bit lackluster. Um, and not you couldn't really count on them to uh, hold down the fort, per se. Mike Hughes, I believe, is going to be a good fill for them. They needed a good cover uh, corner. He has some off-the-field issues, which bothers me a little bit. Um, But if he can keep his nose clean, this guy is a top five true uh, in true talent easily. Uh, He can really recognize plays quick. Uh, He's he's pretty fast, but he has good uh, good pass reading skills. He's able to break up passes pretty easily. So I like I like Mike Hughes. Like I said, a top five uh, pick in true talent easily.
1: Yeah, uh, as I said when we were live tweeting. the draft, I honestly think that, yeah, it's a great pickup for uh, the Vikings. My girlfriend's family, they're all Vikings fans, and uh, I'm sorry. Her, <laughs> It's okay. I mean, uh, her grandpa, he uh, he was trying to watch the draft, but he knew the Vikings weren't picking till late, so he's like, nah, I'm gonna go to bed. Just text me about it tomorrow. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, I was like, well, I was like, well, you got a good corner, and uh he goes, well, that's good. I mean, it's what they kind of needed. I mean, yes, offensive line would help too, but uh,
0: – I mean, I don't yeah. think they needed to really address their offensive line. They protected Case Keenum enough to get them to an NFC championship game. So.
1: I'm saying later rounds. Not oh, yeah, rounds. yeah,
0: definitely, definitely.
1: Yeah. A um, couple of things before we go into the next pick. I just found these two uh, – Comparisons for uh, some players that were drafted. No
0: problem.
1: Um, it was probably probably my two favorite or three favorite picks. Um, offensively, uh, Calvin Ridley uh has been compared to a uh, Marvin Harrison, so that's a great comparison.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he's rated his prospect grade was a six point four, so he should become an instant starter.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um. Sorry, there's four picks here. Um, so, Baker Mayfield, uh, he had a 6.04 prospect grade, making him an instant starter. Um, his comparison was Doug Flutie.
0: Mm, I don't know if I like that comparison.
1: I don't really like it either. Um, I think it's somewhat accurate, but... Um,
0: I think he's better than Flutie was, but...
1: Yeah. Um... This one you and I have talked about before with Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. um, being compared to Barry Sanders.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I think that he's going to be one of the best running backs to ever come out of the draft um, in in this era, really.
1: And he his prospect grade is one of the highest with 7.45, making him a Pro Bowl caliber player. Yeah. And <laughs> th- yeah. that's insane it, being a rookie. And the final one, I don't agree with. Um, the the comparison I agree with, but not the great. They had Sam Darnold at a seven point four, mm-hmm. making him a pro bowl caliber player. This means like soon in their career. This doesn't mean that they're within
0: the next like two three years.
1: Yeah, I don't agree with that honestly. Um, and his comparison was Andrew Luck,
0: except without the injury issues.
1: Exactly, Uh-oh. but I mean. <laughs> As we said before, Sam Donald has some accuracy issues. His release is not that good. I think if he tweaks those down, yeah. If he can tweak those and make them better, maybe he'll be a Pro Bowl player within the next four years. I wouldn't say his first couple of – I wouldn't say his rookie or sophomore year compared to Saquon Barkley, who I think could make a Pro Bowl by his sophomore year.
0: Well, okay. So here's what I think. Um. Sam Darnold has a lot of weapons around him. He has Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell um, and Thomas Rawls. Uh, so they ha- they're pretty set at the running back position. Then you also have Quincy uh, and Devin Smith, Robbie Anderson, Jermaine Curse, and Terrell Pryor at wide receiver. So I don't think that he's going to have an issue. Build, boot uh, like beefing up his stats, but turnovers are a concern um size is also a concern so we'll see um I I think Sam Darnold will be okay I just I worry about being behind that Jackson or yeah Jacksonville uh New York Jets offensive line uh that that really that really scares me but we'll see
1: well moving on to the final two picks uh number 32, specifically being one of my favorites. Um, but thirty with the 31st pick, the New England Patriots, who actually I love that they didn't trade their way, their first-round picks Uh-oh. this year, uh, took Sonny Mitchell or... Sonny Michelle. Yeah, you could say it. Sonny Michelle, uh, running back out of Georgia. Um, again, uh, interesting pick for the Patriots. It's a pick that makes sense but um, I was really expecting Lamar Jackson. Really, really expecting Lamar Jackson with this pick.
0: I was um, too. Um, but I will say that now that Deion Lewis is not there,
1: this exactly. Sets. Well, they still have James White, but I mean
0: they have James White and Rex Burkhead. Um, Rex
1: Burkhead's a fullback.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but um and then Jeremy Hill, but this guy has a lot more talent than all of them combined. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and they won't have to platoon running back squads, which I like. Um, He's physical as fuck, strong, quick, and compact. Um, I've seen this guy make a play out of being tackled for a loss for two yards and scramble for 12 he's, he's very good at being evasive, very powerful, very strong. So this is a very good pick for them.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if anything, they can rotate between Jeremy Hill, uh, Sony Michelle and um, James White. Cause I liked watching James White play. I'm not a Badgers fan, but when he played in Wisconsin, I actually liked watching him play. So, I mean, right there's, Kind of a three-headed monster. Obviously, that's probably not an option in New England, but I'm sure it'll fit in somewhere.
0: I'd I'd, I'd pump the brakes on the three-headed monster and be like a three-headed, like can be mean puppy dog. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't. We'll go with I don't. We'll go I don't. with three-headed, like old
0: Rottweiler. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's that's <laughs> yeah. That's a better way to put it. Like, like a dog that you know is aggressive, but if you give it a Give it a bone, it'll probably calm down, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with the 32nd pick, and anybody that saw my live tweet after the 31st pick, I didn't expect the Ravens to trade back up. I didn't either. And then as, as soon as I saw that trade, like I, I literally, as soon as I sent that tweet, the trade came up, and I was like, Oh, what? Oh, well, that's great, Lamar Jackson's gonna be picked now. So, um, when he got picked uh, by the Ravens, I instantly tweeted, I was like, disregard my last tweet. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I guess Lamar Jackson's getting picked.
0: <laughs> I was kind of pissed, because I was like, yeah, the Eagles are actually going to take a first round time. We traded.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you guys did great in other rounds, so...
0: Yeah, we made up for it. I mean, I think what happened with the Eagles was they saw uh, Calvin Ridley get taken, and they were just like, okay, maybe we'll take Mike Hughes. And then Mike Hughes got taken, and I think they were just like, okay, we'll wait until tomorrow and just trade it back with the Ravens. Um, I love this pick. It's probably the best quarterback pick to come out of this draft by far. Um, Joe Flacco is not elite. Um, We've seen that. He had one elite playoff run, and that was about it. Um, This kid's smart. He can run. He's learning to stay in the pocket. Uh, A lot of talent. I would not expect him to start year one. Let him learn to sit in the pocket and throw. Let him learn to be better than Cam Newton, because I think if this kid can become a good pocket passer, he'll be better than Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson, Marcus Mariota, whoever's come out of the draft at quarterback within the last – Three years outside of Carson Wentz, I think Carson Wentz may become the best quarterback in the NFL, and that's not bias. That's just from what I see out of Carson Wentz. Um, Lamar Jackson is a great talent. He's a smart kid. Um, his mom being his agent, I think. I think she.
1: That that, that that's got to change.
0: I think that's got to change, but at the same time, I think she's she's done enough to make like. Uh, we discussed it the last time. Sh- Lamar Jackson didn't run the 40 at his combines or his pro day, did he?
1: No, and that's smart because everybody wants him to run to possibly be a wide receiver. Yeah, and uh, he's
0: like, no, I'm going to be a quarterback. So he th- showed off his throwing skills, which are... Eh.
1: They're, I'd say they're average.
0: Yeah, they're they're good. I mean, he has a strong arm. He has a cannon. but uh,
1: He's made some good throws when he was at Louisville, but uh yeah his combine wasn't that good he a lot of times he threw behind his receiver
0: yeah like his timing as a quarterback is off um I think the best way that I would do this if I was Baltimore I'd sit him for two years I'd sit him for two years let him learn under Flacco build that offensive line and then when Flacco's contracts up or he retires or whatever you can throw Lamar Jackson in and you can be like okay this kid's ready
1: well Interestingly enough, I think sitting him for one to two years would be perfect because with uh, Joe Flacco's contract, who he's obviously he he's overpaid. Mm-hmm. Um, in twenty eighteen, he's going to make twelve million dollars. In twenty nineteen, he's make he's going to make eighteen and half um, million dollars. And then twenty eighteen, it's an eight million dollars signing bonus in. <laughs> 2019. It's another eight million dollars. Jesus. Yeah. There's a potential out in 2020. That's that's, and I'm only saying this because of what you said with the one to two year sitting. I think they should get out of that contract in 2020.
0: Yeah, and just move forward with Lamar Jackson.
1: Exactly, because by then, uh, Joe Flacco will be 35. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that with when he becomes a free agent in 2022. Uh, if they kept him, um, I'm pretty sure they would rather save the, uh, total of 44 or sorry, $45 million over two years
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: and build a team around Lamar Jackson rather than keep a non-elite aging quarterback.
0: Exactly. And you're going to have a much better success rate with a young Lamar Jackson than a 35 year old Joe Flacco. Um, if if they're smart, that's what they'll do. But we've also we also know who the Baltimore Ravens are, um, so don't expect that to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they were good, but that was back in the Ray Lewis days. Uh-huh. So, I mean, ever since then, they really haven't been that good of a team. I mean, they went seven and nine last year. Um,
0: I can I can see them doing that for the next three to four. I I see. Um, I see a lot of a lot of failure for them until they beef up this offensive line because it, it needs help.
1: Yeah, outside of Marshall Yanda, I mean, they're not good.
0: No, so. they're not. And and the defense needs a lot a lot more pass rush. So um, for the next couple of years, I don't see them moving higher than an eight and eight, um, especially in that division with the Cleveland Browns rebuilding and Cincinnati always proving to be somewhat of a threat, kind of. And Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh, you have too many weapons there to really beat them. So that's why I think Pittsburgh is going to keep this division under wraps for a while. Um, I think that about does it for us. I mean, we've gone two hours.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, Overall, okay, what would you rate this draft class on a scale of one to ten?
0: Uh, overall or first round? Oh,
1: first round, not overall.
0: First round, hold- I'd say it's about a 7.5. I think that there's a lot of potential in this draft. Um, there was a lot of people being taken that made sense, uh, a lot of uh, holes being filled up by teams. Um, nobody really nobody really reached outside of the Seahawks and uh, the Cowboys. Um, so I, I'd give it about a 7.5. I think there's a lot of talent here.
1: Yeah, I was going to say somewhere between a 7 and 8, only because there were some picks that really didn't make sense, like the Seahawks and the Cowboys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'd say around there. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be one of the best draft classes of all time. And we could be completely wrong. You know, Baker Mayfield could end up being the next Tom Brady, and Saquon Barkley could end up being, obviously, the next Barry Sanders or something.
0: Yeah. Um, but I don't – I. It, it's it's hard for me to like make those bold predictions because so many teams like so many analysts do that, and I understand that that's how they get their ratings. But I just I foresee this draft class being good. It's not a it's not a 2002 or a 2004 or even a 2011. Um, it, it's not one of those draft classes, but it's definitely higher up.
1: Yeah, I mean. Quarterback wise, we'll have to see how they perform, but um, probably my favorite quarterback draft class in the most recent years probably was 2016.
0: Yeah, um, 2016, they had you had Car uh Carson Wentz, you had um, oh shoot, Jared Goff. Go um, who else did you have come out of that one?
1: Uh. I think Dak Prescott, but that was in the fourth round. Yeah,
0: Dak Prescott, um, yeah, he came out in the fourth and remains to be seen what his true potential is. I mean, we've seen him decline drastically from one year to the next, so we'll see how he bounces back in his junior year. Um, I'm
1: only – I was going to go back like four years. Like, that was as far back as I was going to go because, like, you can't compare – the 2016 draft to like 2004 or like 98 or
0: something because you had what no four you had Ben Roethlisberger right was that Roethlisberger's year?
1: Um,
0: I uh, believe
1: so.
0: Um, either way, there were a lot over the years. It's hard to it's hard to compare draft classes until their careers are completely done. Um, oh four was Roethlisberger. Um,
1: yeah, it was also Eli Manning's.
0: Yeah, Eli, you had Phillip Rivers. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it, it's hard to judge off of those. So, I mean, it, it's – we'll wait and see. I think that these this class has a lot of potential. Next year, not so much. I don't see a lot of talent coming out next year. It's going to be hard to justify a lot of picks next year unless they have massive breakouts in college this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... I haven't really looked into it too much, but I kind of think that uh, next year's draft is going to be more defensive.
0: Yes, massively.
1: So, well, uh, that kind of wraps it up with uh, this episode of In the Huddle. Uh, if you've stuck around for the full almost two hours, um, thank you. <laughs> you guys are uh, there.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, as it's kind of hard to wrap up 32 picks with our own opinions and our little tangents that we had within an hour or so.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, we do appreciate all of your support. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at It's Michael P. at It's Damien underscore Miller. Uh, use the hashtag in the huddle if you have any questions uh, that you want us to discuss uh, next time we get together. Um, anything else you want to plug?
1: Um, No. Uh, I was going to plug my own Twitter, but you already said it. So, um.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, message us on there. Hop in the DMs uh, if you want to ask us any questions in particular or use the hashtag in the huddle. We check that. I at least check that uh, every other day just to make sure that there's nothing new that comes in. Um, Follow Die Hard Sports on the Mixler app, and you can catch Michael there every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m pacific uh
1: 2 1 noon yep 11
0: (laughs) so 2 p.m eastern 11 a.m pacific on wednesdays you can follow me as well uh on there on deck with damian miller uh every sunday at 4 p.m eastern 1 a 1 p.m uh pacific uh that's my baseball radio show so if you have any thing that you want to discuss on there, you can always chat with us during the show. Uh there is a chat feature on the Mixler app. Just follow Die Hard Sports on there and you'll get notified anytime we go live. Um so I think that's it. Until then, uh everybody have a good week and we will talk to you soon.